Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Happy, Healthy, Strong Radio podcast. I am your host, as always, Andrew Kiefer. And today we got a special episode. I'm diving back into the archives when we first started this podcast idea. So some things are going to sound a little different. We are joined by our friend of the gym, Lauren Heiser of Reaction Nutrition, giving me a little dive into who I am. So if you don't know Lauren, check her out at Reaction Nutrition. It's RXTN, uh, at Warren at RXTN on Instagram. Uh, we'll dive in a little bit of who I am, what it means for me to be a coach. So sit back and enjoy. Well, uh, yeah, we are here today. Uh, we have our host, Andrew. He, is it Kiefer, right? Yeah. All right, just checking. Like the yogurt. How many times do you get that? <sighs> All the time. People like, Kiefer, oh, like the yogurt. I'm like, mm. I am not a fermented dairy product, but if that helps I you. Am not, I am a human. Yeah. Um, and uh, Lauren Heiser here. I'm going to be co-hosting whenever I can with Andrew. And yeah, today we are, uh, we're going to learn about Andrew a little bit. Oh, no. So I guess, um, tell us about you right now. Who are you? What do you do? Where uh, do you live? Do you like walks on the beach? You know. You know what? I don't like walks on the beach. I like walks, but I don't Sand like is kind of annoying, isn't it? It gets everywhere. Oh, I hate it too. It is the glitter of natural like uh, cur- uh, materials. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. I love it. Right? Glitter gets everywhere. It, yeah. It's more the idea of the beach that I like. Yeah. I like I like the beach house, not mm, the beach. Mm, mm, okay. Good. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Who am I? So by the day, I'm an engineer. By uh, night. By night. Coach. There we go. Fake athlete, <laughs> barbell mover, uh, amateur musician. Mm. Yeah. So. What, what, what instrument? So uh, I grew up uh, fifth grade. I picked up the trumpet. I played that for three years. I played the trumpet. Mine was like for eight years, though. All, all middle school and high school. Band nerd. It's kind of amazing. I was. I was in two, three bands, symphonic, regular, and jazz. Oh. Just saying. But this is about you. Yeah. So, so. yeah. So I got braces and I stopped playing uh, trumpet. <laughs> that would be terrible. I just couldn't. I couldn't play. No. So then later in high school, uh, I picked up the guitar and drums, and I had a little uh, basement slash garage kind of band with my buddy Doug. We didn't go anywhere. We didn't play anywhere. We just jammed. It was fun. You have any recordings of that? I have a video of us jamming, but I don't know if I still have it because oh. it's probably on an old computer somewhere. You didn't record it. It's not real. I know. It's. It's awful. I know it existed. I know we did it. I know what room we did it in my basement, but it didn't happen. Okay. And then now I'm getting into some electronic music with some other equipment like synths and such. So yeah. I actually have a piece of equipment that just showed up today. So we'll see. Awesome. Okay. All right. So uh, how long have you been an engineer for? Uh, I guess seven years now. Eight years. Eight okay. years. Yeah. Do you so like it? It's good. Yeah. So like. I like it because it's challenging, and that's I think like one of the words that like defines me. Like I've more and more I listen to podcasts and read books and think about like who are you, what defines you. Like oh yeah, I like the word challenge because I like to see what I'm capable of. I've done it physically, mentally, emotionally in different ways, and like intellectually, I like to understand how things work, how things are made, and that's where like like when I figured out what people like in high school, people like oh go do engineering. I'm like I don't know what that is. And then I figure out what it was. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Like that matched me because like I love playing with Legos as a kid, and I kind of wanted to be an inventor, even though that wasn't like a really a real job. Mm-hmm. But like, and then like when I kind of figured out what engineering was, I'm like, right. oh, okay, that makes sense. I can do that. Yeah. So kind of followed that path and just stuck with it and love it. 
No, I like that a lot. Don't ask me what word describes me because I had to think about that. Um, that I like that. Less a word of what describes you, but what kind of like embodies your... Who are you? Yeah, yeah like right. what you do and why why you do it. And that, that's cool because everyone's going to be so different. Not everyone's going to like challenge and that's not going to define everyone. People would like it to define them, but yeah. their actions probably don't show that. Exactly. Um, that's awesome. Okay. Um, well, before we jump into coaching and how you kind of got here and, and got into doing that, uh, what was Andrew like in as, as a youth with athletics and things? I see some laughing coming here. Oh, yeah. So, th so this is my favorite part because I've thought about this question of like a while because I'm like, oh, I'm going to pose this to people and to ask them about it. Right. I'm the probably the last person you would think would get into strength and sport coaching because I didn't play sports. Okay. Sixth grade, I went to one wrestling practice. And then you quit. Hour and a half, two hours. I'm like, <laughs> I don't like this. Okay. I went to coach the next day. I'm like, I'm not coming back. He's like, hey, I'm glad you tried. I'm like, yep, just wasn't for me. Instead, I joined the math team. And makes sense for the engineer when you're like, oh, oh yes. he, he was on the math team. Totally. Makes sense. You know, I didn't really like PE. I didn't like – or actually, the one part of PE I kind of liked was the when we had the, like, weight room – Kind of like cycle or, yep. and dodgeball. Those were my two like favorite units. I didn't like playing basketball. I didn't like playing track and field or anything like that. Like so dodgeball. You pretty much wanted to throw weights around and hit people in the face with a ball. Perfect. Okay. Just All checking. I needed to do in life, right? <laughs> but so, and then I played a little like pickup frisbee. With, uh, like we had a group that, uh, so I, my neighborhood was next to a park that every Sunday night we'd have a pickup frisbee game. That was a lot of fun. I liked the, you know, the constant nature, constant motion of the game. Mm hmm. But didn't play a sport any time throughout high school. And then, you know, after Kyle, you know, kind of went to the gym, had a couple different buddies that we – different lifting partners throughout. So we'd go like three days a week, classic like bench every day, arms every day, maybe squat once a week, like to – and abs every day. So like total gym bro. Yeah, yeah. Even though like I made no progress because I was in college and just like slamming beers and eating pizza. Uh-huh. But then, like, after college, you know, the real world hits and the cliche thing of the Midwest is you either become a bar fly or a gym rat. And I became a gym rat. My, you know, I'd been in and out of gyms normally, and my sister's like, oh, you should go try this CrossFit thing. I was like, oh, okay. And then, like, I think I saw this on ESPN last year. What year was this? This was – so this was – my sister started – so my sister ran the ha Chicago Marathon in 2012, so that's mm -hmm. October – January or February of 13, she started CrossFit in St. Louis. I was moving to Indiana for a job. So that would have been May I started CrossFit because there was a gym there. And that's been ever since. So it's been almost seven years now. Okay. Awesome. Very good. So uh, I did not know that those are my two options, being from the Midwest. I can either be a bar fly or a gym rat. That's a thing? That's the, that's the cliche. Oh, my gosh. Like so, like I had a former boss back in Oregon. She was she grew up in Colorado. She worked at Caterpillar for a, a couple years, and she's like, "Yeah, that's what you do." She's like, "Most people become either barfly or gym rat." And I'm like, "So there's different options on like the East and West Coast. You'd be like a surf rat or but a it's fisher a, rat." But, <laughs> well, I mean, like a beach bum. It's like it's the same thing. Oh. Like you spend all your time just like at the beach surfing. So because our climate blows, yeah, quite literally, it blows frequently. Lots of wind. We don't have many options. I mean, it's it's flat, so you're not skiing, you're not oh, snow, you know, true. snowboarding. It's true. The weather sucks. Like you get snow, but you can't do anything fun with it. Yeah. Wow. Our life. We should move. You want to move? 
I moved here away from the <laughs> West Coast. Like so, like I've been right. I've been around. All right. Okay, so uh, you found CrossFit about seven years ago, and you've been being a, as you called yourself, fake athlete ever since. <laughs> I, I'm sure that's not exactly true. Um, but, uh, yeah, so kind of talk about your your journey through CrossFit. Like, day one, walking to the CrossFit gym, what was going through Andrew's mind? Oh, man, so this is a great story. So. So I, I email them, like, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, yeah, come in Saturday. We do partner workouts. So I'm like, oh, cool. And I got paired up with guy. You know, he'd worked out for a while. Partner workout, trading back and forth. First, it starts off with a run, and I'm out the door as hot as I can. And I'm looking back. I'm like, yeah, I, I got these. I got this stuff. I got this CrossFit thing. Yeah. And about five minutes later, I am barely, like, coherent throughout the workout. I, you know, thankfully, there was a time cap because I was not going to finish. I'm like dying on the ground. About five minutes later, I get up and go out, and I puke all over the <laughs> the fence. And I went home. I remember texting my sister. I'm like, "Oh my god, this is I'm I'm dying." And she's like, "Welcome to the Thunderdome." And I'm like, oh "I'm like, this is awful." <laughs> I show back up Monday and sign like, "Yep, yeah, let's go sign up for this." Like puking, I'm in. Yeah, and and people, I remember uh, one lady. She's like, "Oh." We're so glad you're back. We weren't sure we were going to see you again. I'm like, I don't know why I'm back either, but I'm here. And that, then, that has happened twice in my coaching career, having someone maybe their first or second day and them puking on me. And both times I was like, oh, no, I ruined them. That I'm maybe I'm probably different than most coaches. I do not want someone to puke. Forcing someone to puke yeah. means you're pushing them to a level that they probably <laughs> should not be at. Um, they they both came back, so they didn't hate me. But, uh, yeah, that is not fun. Yeah. and uh, Yeah, I – it was all I, the whole that whole rest of that Saturday. Like so, this was probably eight nine in the morning. The whole rest of the day, I was miserable. I was just like worn out, just sitting on my couch. Like I just terrible. But I went back and just kind of like, oh okay. And then just kind of started learning. Like oh, yeah. don't don't try to crush yourself right out the gate. Right, got it. There's a pacing thing involved. I have yeah. a threshold. Cool. Yeah. Um. So how how far into that? journey would you say it took until you started to be like I actually kind of want to be competitive in this and what I mean by that is where you start to have some hard and fast goals that you're reaching for or you're kind of gaming workouts as they call it where you're trying to strategize how to push at certain times and get a certain time uh when did that kind of start happening for you I think probably a couple months in after I figured out basic movements basic understandings I think the technical side from me being an engineer mm. kind of led me to believe like, oh, okay. I can do the math on this. I can do the math. And I can start, <laughs> I can start like estimating like, okay, this number of reps should take me this long. Yeah. Oh, I can do this. Like, oh, this is the weight I should be doing. Like, oh, I can pace this row here. I need to go fat. Like I could, it's just, the number side started making sense really quickly. So like now I look at workouts. I'm like, oh, that's a eight minute workout. And people are like eight minutes. That's, no way. I'm like, yeah, it's, Two minutes here, one minute here, and they're like, "Yeah, I guess he's right." I'm like, "Yeah, like, of course I'm right. I'm Andrew." <laughs> Actually, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I, I used to joke with people. I'm like, "I'm CrossFit Rain Man," because oh, like gosh. people, people are like, "Oh, what workout are like we did?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, you mean this?" It's like, "Oh, it's one of these two hero workouts," is what you're asking about. And I'd list off every, yeah. all the details, yeah. and they're like, "How do you remember this?" I'm like, "I don't know." So this probably didn't all happen naturally. So outside of the gym, estimate for me, how much time did you invest in 
learning about the CrossFit Kool-Aid, of watching videos or reading articles outside of the gym? What would you – early on, what would you oh, assume? Early on, it wasn't that bad because, oh, like okay. – But, like, I – you know, I like I remember my first year – uh, it was after I had started after the open, so I didn't really get the whole like CrossFit like thing. Then like I was like, oh, the the games happen. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I'll watch. I'll right. watch some of it. But then like I think after like towards the end of 13, so like the end of my first year, I started like getting way more way into it and starting reading and yeah. watching and doing like just that like ingesting oh, as yeah. much media as I could about oh, yeah. any and everything. So. Yeah, I would say uh, I I mean, obviously, it was my job, so it helped. You know, it's kind of like you can get paid to do that because you're learning and becoming yeah. a better coach. But I was probably upwards anywhere of two to five hours a day just reading and videos and just black holes of information because it was just so new. Yeah, it was it was ahead of its time uh, in terms of of training and kind of not monetizing isn't the right word. Um, what's a word for like making it? making it famous or uh, glorifying yeah or yeah like pro- pro- repro- i can't speak <laughs> proliferating okay yeah yeah it, you know there weren't many training modalities out there like that nobody's gonna watch someone running on a treadmill repetitively or even you know a marathon or a triathlon like you watch it but it's not like draws you in where you know crossfit was something different with all these modalities and wow you can put them all together into this beautiful intricate dance almost and it's fun to watch that's that's pretty cool yeah because yeah, i remember so like so i i by chance i saw the 2012 games finals on espn2 mm. sometime in like 12 or 13 because i remember watching them and they were doing the the finals were uh three or four girl workouts back to back and one of them was fran mm-hmm. and i remember Watching Rich Froning, who I didn't know at the time, doing thrusters, and I was like, I've never seen someone do that with a barbell, and I was like, so like baffled. <laughs> Did I look up what CrossFit was? No, I didn't. I was just like, oh, these people are working out like crazy, like that's insane. Twenty twelve me wouldn't do that. Yeah. Twenty thirteen me was like, oh yeah, I want to learn that. And if only I had started, you know, six eight months prior, I would have been so much better. I would have been at the games, right? Totally. Yeah. Totally. You got my bet. Yeah. So did have you ever have you competed at all locally or done anything like that? Yeah, locally I did a couple competitions, but like competition isn't what drive me, but like okay. I like I've done a couple like uh did a uh, local gym, like a couple gyms did competitions. I've done a couple weightlifting like meets. I've done a couple uh like this one gym did this really cool like hybrid strongman CrossFit. So it was like kind of like the not pure strongman, not pure CrossFit, but kind of like in between. So mm-hmm. like You'd have strongman implements, but it'd be like a little bit longer workout. So, you know, just a lot of fun. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Um, yeah, I, I dabbled in quite a few. And Adam used to run a ton of competitions. We did a lot of group stuff and individual stuff. We did like a, a weightlifting meet. We did a strongman meet once. And it's so cool people to see people do that and have them be, you know, going from sedentary couch potatoes to competing and basically working out. Uh, it's an amazing transformation. But uh, so from 2013... When did you when did you move to Illinois? So I grew up in Illinois. So th- oh, okay. then, then thirteen, I moved to Indiana after uh, college. Okay, okay. So I was in Indiana for a year and a half or so. So then August, I think, uh, September of twenty fourteen, I took a new job and moved to Portland, Oregon. And then I was there for four years, and then it would have been November of eighteen, I moved here to Rockford. 
Awesome. Okay. So this is th- this November will be your two year anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Just past a year, not too long ago. Awesome. And before coming here, uh, had you thought about coaching before? Yeah. So, uh, so I did my CrossFit Level One in January or Feb- February of 2014. So not even a year into CrossFit, I was like, I like this. I want to know more about it. Yeah. But I didn't start coaching until I moved in at Oregon gym owner needed a couple spots filled just like you know some personal things happen i'm like i got i got my l1 i can jump in Mm -hmm. and so i did it got fired as a volunteer (laughs) because i was because i was too intense because my first coach was a marine so he kind of you know a little you know pushed us a little harder and i wasn't like yelling but i was also not like babying people I mean, I wasn't like totally ripping their faces off, but like just a little bit. And and then people <laughs> just weren't used to that. No, I got fired, and then months later, I got kind of rehired, mm. and it was like, and then it just kind of like, and then people started like, oh, he's not, he doesn't hate us, right? He's just trying to make us better. He means well. Oh, I, and people like it took it took a while for people to kind of understand that, and then yeah. so then yeah, so then I've been coaching CrossFit for oh, on off and on most like four or five years now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but you didn't coach right away coming here. No. Right? Yeah. It was just when we had some of the coaches move around and stuff. And then, yeah. then you kind of jumped in. And I didn't want to. Like, I was yeah. kind of like in this, like, you know, whole life shift, new job, yeah. kind of new setting. And I'm like, I didn't want to come in, like, and take over. I wanted to kind of, like, in a sense, vibe out, feel out the gym, you know, understand, like, hey, who I am, is it, like, is it going to match? Like, the weird thing is, and not everyone probably knows this, but, like, I met Adam before I even moved here. Right. So like I so Adam and I are both uh block one coaches through Power Athlete. We met at uh the our block one test in June of twenty eighteen. Hanging out there. We get some tacos and beers after the event before like I fly out. He's staying in Austin for a couple another event. And then months go by, I get a new job. I, I find out I'm moving here. Mm-hmm. All my friends are like what are you going to do about gym? Like, what, like, what do you, I'm like, Oh guys, I know a guy who owns a gym. And they're like, how do you know? I'm like, somehow there is like, I don't care what you believe in. There is something yep. that I'm like, I got a, I got a gym. It's right next to work. It's like right between my two places for work. It's set. And, yeah. and then, you know, it's history. I move in, I come in, work out, you know, some things change. I get a coaching spot and ever since just loving it. Yeah, it, it's it's. Uh, I think it's smart that you did that because as a coach, even now, so for the past two years, I have not competed in weightlifting. I had some injuries and some different flare-ups and things, so I've just been working out to work out, and I miss being coached. And so as a coach, I think it's really hard to spend all your time at the gym coaching others and not to get that back. So it's cool that when you first came here that you, you, know, you got to be coached for a little bit and kind of – get that feeling again and then yeah if you wanted to coach awesome but it's just very important to have a coach and to have that feedback and i think people take it for granted sometimes well and i think uh, people fall in a trap of like oh i know what i oh i know i know everything right mm-hmm. it's like those it's a dunning kruger effect like oh i know everything it's like i but i know enough that i don't know everything so it's like you know sometimes i need to get in like told people like hey you could move better here or something's not right i'm like yeah yeah you're right or or sometimes i just need someone to yell at me to like move like yeah. you're you're resting too much it's like oh yeah like i could do better right, right. And so like just kind of getting back into that groove of things and you're just kind of like oh yeah like i need to be coached right totally so 
where you're at right now, do you have any aspirations or goals in the gym you're aiming towards? I know that you do a lot of your own stuff outside of programming just to keep yourself healthy and to, to work on other things. So what is, what is Andrew's training kind of look like right now? So uh, right now it's mainly just to look good and smash heavy weights. Yeah. Like, so like I've kind of cut back the CrossFit a little more. Okay. I'm on Power Athlete Jack Street, so I'm all just about slamming some muscle. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I mean, so, like, uh, I grew up, like, watching World's Strongest Man. Mm -hmm. And I just thought these guys were awesome, like, coolest things. And, like, now I'm not going to be – I'm not six eight four hundred pounds, and I never will be. Could have fooled me. <sighs> yeah, girl. <laughs> no, but, like, I can't – like, you know, but, like, I know what I can do, and I'm going to try to be the best version of myself. And what I want to do is – look good and lift heavy weight and that's what I'm going to do. So it's kind of what my focus is, but I'm doing it with a smart approach and not trying to just smash myself into oblivion. I take I take my rest days, I try to eat well, I try to do everything I need to to be better. Yeah, totally. Um what what is your what is your favorite part about coaching? So I think my biggest part of or my favorite part of coaching is that human connection piece and then getting people to achieve something they couldn't or they didn't believe they were able to do. So, like, I think naturally we all limit ourselves, mm -hmm. whether whether it's through negative talk or just preconceived notions or whatever it is. But, like, having that outside eye and having someone, like, remind us, no, it's like, you look fine. Like, you can do this. Right. Add that weight. Or I believe, with the, hey, let's kick up. We can do that handstand. You know, and, and, like, pushing people's limits and then seeing that excitement, that feedback of, like, their first pull-up or yep. a PR on a deadlift or whatever it is. And, and you know, having that, like, connection, see them high-five, excited. And it's so rewarding that, like, I, would, I wouldn't want to trade it. Like, I'll, like, sacrifice my time and my training to help others. Yeah. So, and, you know, and whether it's – whether they just want to lose some weight look good, feel good. They want to train for a competition. They want to learn a new skill. I'm all more than ready to help them. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's so important. I, I don't think there's many coaches out there in it for the wrong reasons because it's not a very profitable endeavor. Honestly. It's not glamorous. No, like, and it's like, not. Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> you don't really see people like, like after interviewed in the NFL, like they're not interviewing the strength coach. They're interviewing the guy <laughs> who, who ran 200 yards. Like they're oh, not interviewing. So like, true. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, it's good. You got, you got to have the right mindset and, and you got to have your heart in it. Um, a little different from, uh, from the kind of wrap up question that you had. Uh, if you could define, you can think about this. I'll give you like a countdown from 10. If you could define strength, because we are Oak Strength, uh, and it doesn't have to just to be lifting, right? Whatever that means to you, how would you kind of put strength in Andrew's words or in Andrew's ideology in, you know, a, a, a paraphrase or even if maybe if it's a word, but what? how would you define that? So to me, strength is the ability to endure and overcome, and it can be emotional strength it can be physical strength intellectual strength mm -hmm. we're always going to be challenged in life there's always going to be an event a situation a an object there's always going to be something that's going to challenge us and burden us and the having strength developing strength is going to require you to endure and overcome that obstacle 
All right. And, and to close out, what is one or two things, pieces of advice that you would give to those listening that want to foster that? Want, want to foster more strength in their life. Again, it could be fitness related or it could just be things that you've done that you found have helped you personally. What, what are one or two things that, that you would give for them to kind of start implementing or try? I think there's the big word. It's try. I think a lot of people mm. want to hold, like hold themselves back and they're like, Oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. It's okay. like, just try it. Try and right? fail. Fail hard. Right. Uh, There's a phrase I started you like, People who hang out around me enough start. I start dropping like a lot of movie references, <laughs> a lot like a lot of pop culture references. I drop some proverbs out here now and then, but then like I'll drop some like words of wisdom. And like one, I'm like kind of like geeked out on now. It's like you either you either succeed or you learn, right? And you you have to put yourself out there and challenge yourself. And if you fail, you don't fail, you learn, and then you do it again. You might fail, but enough times you learn, you will succeed. Oh, you know? that, oh that is so true. Yeah. To see failure as a learning process. Uh, I was at a conference recently and someone said that the reason they love coaching is it's like a puzzle. Like you're constantly trying to fit the puzzle together and you're never angry. You can't lose at a puzzle or yeah. fail, right? You just keep trying. Yeah. Pick up that piece, try that piece, try this. And so eventually, eventually the puzzle will be made. Uh, and then you try a new puzzle. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. I love it. Is, is that the only one you got? Just that, you like that one? That one sums it up? Yeah, that's pretty, that's that's pretty solid, much what I'm, it's like, solid. what I'm geeked out on right now. All right. Awesome. Um, yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, anything else? Any fun facts that you would like to add that we didn't get to touch on that are important to understanding the Andrew Kiefer, not like the fermented milk yogurt product? Uh, I'm not a bad guy. Like, I may... <laughs> No, like, so, like, I, I don't, like, once in a while, like, I'll, I'm not yell at people, but I'll try to push them. It's out of the goodness. It just comes off a little rough sometimes. Like, all right. You just got to, it's like, I'm not here to hate you. So, all you Oak Strength athletes <laughs> listening right now, Andrew loves you from the bottom of his heart. Don't be offended by any misconceived words that come out of his mouth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we got. Peace out. Have a great day or night, whenever time you're listening to this, and we'll talk to you later. And thank you guys for listening. Check us out, oakstrength.com, social media at oakstrength. And until next time, be happy, be healthy, be strong. Peace.